Hello, hello, everybody. It's Dono from First Team America Patriot Network. Got a great podcast for you today that's actually going to be a series of podcasts due to the time and duration of all of this information. We're going to be talking about dark science. You're probably sitting there going, what is dark science? Well, let's start here on the topic of dark science. So dark science is, is uh, for the simplest terms, would be probably the doctor from Frankenstein or some of these other Hollywood-type movies uh, where they show this guy in this white lab coat or dirty lab coat, and he's toiling to control humanity or come up with uh, ingenious methods of causing harm and pain. Most would think that that has gone the way of history, and that's no longer part of our generation or future generations. Nothing could be further from the truth. Yes, that's right. Nothing could be further from the truth to think that there's not a dark science, death science cult out there. How? And you're probably sitting there going, this guy's crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm a sane man, sober guy. Don't drink. Don't smoke. I love life. But I love the backstory on stuff. Okay, what would be the earliest... I, uh, uh, examples of dark science, death science. Well, look back to the middle evil, medieval ages when they uh, threw in uh, contaminated body corpses across the uh, uh, um, castle walls. Look at uh, some of the efforts uh, of things with smallpox with the Indians. Um, numerous examples throughout history exist. You have to have an open mind to be willing to look at it. One of the things we're taught as kids, at least my generation was, uh, was always to be respectful of authority figures. And oftentimes, the way our society has done since the beginning of man is that authority figures typically have some type of costume. Let's call it a costume. Maybe it's a uniform if you feel better calling it that. But it's basically a costume, uh, unless there's some protective stuff involved. Like look at a policeman's uh, outfit, if you will, um, meant to protect him to an extent, but also convey a... Uh, uh, a look of authority. That's why most of the officers had the epaulets, the things on their shoulders and all kinds of scrambled eggs on the collars to, to give a quick look of who has rank and is uh, in, in authority. Same thing with doctors, right? We look at nurses and scrubs. We can't tell if they're orderlies or what they are. Typically, I, I don't. I'm sure people in the medical profession have a great idea of who's, who does what based upon their scrubs or whatever. But um, I'll never forget the time I was testifying or not testifying. I was uh, arguing on behalf of uh, a farming product for the state of Virginia. And we were talking to the committee for farming. And we had a pretty sound argument. And then in shows this guy with curly hair. Uh, he's got a stethoscope on, white lab coat, a, a, all kinds of plastic badges on a lanyard. And he's in his green scrubs. And he proceeds to try to annihilate our argument, and he didn't. But his physical appearance as showing himself as somebody in a lab coat was enough to commit a convinced committee board. Now, we'll see this in the next couple of years where that doctor's information will be proven wrong because more people will be open to this type of product, especially when we remove the veil on common sense health. And uh, I tell you, those Amish, they should have fallen over a long time ago, but somehow drinking raw milk and not getting vaccinations, they're still around. So let's leads us to the dark science. So 
about the uniforms, typically you see a white lab coat, you think it's, uh, oh, wow, this guy knows a lot or this person does. Remember when Obamacare came in and, and uh, Obama invited all these doctors to the White House? Well, nobody had really brought their lab coats unless uh, the uh, assistant for Obama or whatever had, had asked people, hey, in addition to wearing your suits and stuff, bring a white lab coat. Well, the photo op, and test me on that, go look at it. You look at the Obamacare uh, briefing in the uh, Rose Garden or wherever it was, they show all these people, all these doctors, and then suddenly everybody's wearing a lab coat. Now, the lab coat for, for all of us out here in the civilian word world is, uh, oh, wow, these guys must know what they're talking about. But, again, we are not here during this podcast to vilify people, but just to point out the obvious truths. Within every profession, there's good and bad. There's light and there's dark. What we're going to cover in this COVID and other uh, uh, things relating to the COVID shutdown pandemic is how dark science became promoted and pushed, how it began. My intent is to walk through these things so that you're more, so that we're all more aware and asking questions that we rightfully should be. A lot of the times with existing media, you don't get a chance to ask the question. They feed you it through a fire hose and expect and from their side and neglect the truth. We're going to give you as much fact and data and let you sort it out. But the biggest thing I wanted to point out in these opening statements is, despite the profession, profession, there's light and dark. Now, science has done great stuff. There's no doubt. Science has done so many things to help people. I'm not a fan of vaccinations. I'll come out personally and say that. I don't think there's been enough long-term study done. One of the things that I'll point out right now is that uh, when I saw the media rush to vilify hydroxychloroquine, which has been used successfully to treat arthritis, uh, uh, malaria, and uh, numerous other uh, infirmities, and suddenly now want to start saying, oh, we don't have enough data. They've got 65-plus years of testing data on that drug. But yet, now they're rushing for you to take a vaccine that they threw together within a span of a couple of months. You must open your mind to what you're being forced to think, to what you're being forced to accept. Part of that dark science is that people have trust in people that are wearing the uniform. Those people wearing the uniform often have nefarious intentions. I'll give you a classic example, Dr. Mengele. Many people should know who Dr. Mengele was. If you don't, look it up, M-E-N-G-E-L-E, former Satanist doctor of the German Reich, the Nazis, who did horrible, atrocious things to many different people. Mengele was just Satan in a, in a human body. That guy was was just terrible. Some of the experience experiments they did to children and men and women, regardless of nationality, was just a, uh, was nothing more than demonic. And yet, at the end of the World War II, a lot of the U.S. government was there to, to grab some of these leading Satanist-type scientists and, and bring them back to the States. Same thing that I learned today with Japan's Unit 731. Look it up. All the stuff look up. I'm open. I'm a man that's open for correction. If you can find holes in what I what I uh, said and prove me wrong, please do. I hope to learn from that. I'm a lifelong learner. But Japan's Unit 731 was their Chem Bio unit, 
and they were operating in Nanking and and uh, several provinces in China, um, working on infecting the people with anthrax, bubonic plague, cholera, and numerous other things before the start of World War II. So they had their own version of this uh, toxic substances group that devised awful ways to kill. That's part of the dark science um, cabal, if you will. There's good science and there's bad science. And the bad science is it often involves people with aspirations to cause harm rather than to cure. The first uh, rule of, uh, of, of uh, medical care, the Hi- Hippocratic Oath, is that first do no harm. Well, a lot of these things that happen in death science, their ultimate goal is to clean house. Part of what happened in the Nazi time, and this story sticks in my head, unfortunately, but Himmler, uh, they were beginning to exterminate, and he was uh, up in Minsk, and uh, one of his uh, subordinates had put together a uh, death-by-firing squad for the detainees or the dissidents, and it was so unpleasant afterwards, uh, Himmler's reported to have thrown up because it just turned his stomach to look at that cruelness. Here's a man who's has a moment of, of uh, reality given to him. After that, Himmler then starts demanding less troubling methods of killing. See, he didn't want to stop the killing, but he wanted to make it less offensive for the killers. One of the means that came up, they used bombs, they used all kinds of things. That's when they started reverting to gas. They actually had a van, and I didn't know this until I really started digging in this rabbit hole of dark science. And originally, it was going to stick with COVID, and it will focus the majority share of these podcasts on the COVID and outlining the the uh, questions we all should be asking and demanding information on. But the Nazis developed a gas van because part of their challenge was it's it's awful hard to get those dissidents to willingly get on the rail car or to go without trying to break loose and run. So they designed these vans, and these vans would have gas systems in the back. It was an airtight compartment, and they would put the people in the back of the van. Some of the disguises of these vans, one of the ones sticks out. It says Kaiser's Coffee Shop. Kaiser's Coffee Shop. It would be disarming if people in the neighborhood saw it riding down the street. But yet when they saw the SS guards... Uh, grabbing people and throwing them in there. And part of that, there were several different versions of gas they used, and some even went so far as to run a straight pipe from the uh, motor straight into that compartment. And even with that apparatus of killing, it still took some vi- victims 20-plus minutes to, to, to die under those uh, conditions, as well as the screams as they, as they sought to get out of that van. And I tell you this because you all should be, you should know what, what is happening, what has happened. And if you can't take it, you can turn the dial, but you will have to face reality on these things. So uh, throughout time, these experiments have been conducted. Even eugenics is is a large part of why Hitler wanted to go after that master race. You have to understand and accept the fact that there is a group of people who feel they're superior to everybody else. And they know what everybody else should be doing and who should go and who should live, especially these people that always control, always talk about where we're too populated, but they never, they never volunteer to go first. Right. But everybody else should. And that's what these elites are. And they've infiltrated government, academia, military, and all kinds of groups. 
They're the ones who believe they can decide who gets called and who can breed. That's basically it. So this dark science cult has continued. In fact, Hitler picked up a lot of his eugenic studies from the United States, and I believe uh, one of the Bushes was tied into there as well as far as uh, a proponent of uh, eugenics. Just recently, in the past five to ten years, Virginia and North Carolina had to pay out for a horrible eugenics-type program that occurred at the mental hospitals. Look it up. Look it up. There were people that they claimed that they called mentally ill, uh, retarded, these, those kind of things, and they deemed that these people should be sterilized. Well, some weren't totally retarded. Some weren't completely insane. And once they, you know, how this story got out is, is really interesting. I, I recommend you, you research it, look into it. It just shows you how recent some of these experiments have continued. And there's more continuing to this day. You can look up and also research and see a number of government agencies that have dropped experiments on an unknowing, unwitting public. That's not conspiracy, conspiracy talk. You have to move past the, the ridicule effect that they like to throw out, but you have to accept that there are people on this earth who, who want to do good, and there's people on this earth who enjoy the power. They're narcissists, and they like to hurt. They like to be in control, and that's what you're dealing with. So flash forward to today, or actually 2010. So part of the experience, part of the research that's going into this COVID is trying to track down the actual times that this lab created bioweapon. That's what I'm calling this. This whole thing is a lab created bioweapon partnership between the U S government and those government agencies consisted of, but not limited to Fauci's NIH, this occurred under Obama-Biden term between 2009 and 2014, possibly earlier, at UNC Chapel Hill was the first lab that this COVID creation began. Now, the government agencies that were involved, they were listed on the grant and the, uh, the lab report or the, um, yeah, the lab report in, I think, Nature or one of the medical journals listed NIH, USAID, um, CDC, China Institute of Virology, and it also listed a grant number. Since those reports were published back in 2015, they were most recently amended and modified in 2020 when people like myself and many other louder voices begin to call out and say, that's bullshit. This didn't originate from bat soup. That was from Wuhan, and there's a Wuhan connection to the University of Chapel Hill, North Carolina, for the beginning stages of the testing that involved SARS, MERS, and, and introducing splicing in bat virus. Throughout these things, I am not an epidemiologist. I'm not a physician. I'm an open source researcher and also one who relies upon informants that uh, shall remain anonymous. So to say that uh, what we're bringing forward is not plausible or not correct, show me. Show me in writing how it's not correct. But oftentimes in trials and, and uh, people going to jail, you don't have to have a first-person view. A lot of times it's circumstantial evidence. And circumstantial evidence can be very uh, powerful, such as 
uh, key factors lining up into uh, placing somebody at the scene of the crime or involved in the crime. One of the things to consider, if you look at where we presently are, we've got many nations on lockdown. We've got tests that are being uh, reported as being inconclusive, depending upon the number of times a PTR tests are processed at. And we're also hearing that flu is cured, not hearing it, but seeing it because flu is no longer reported, that COVID has replaced flu or ended the flu, and now everything's COVID. You're also seeing the emotional impact of people being frustrated, losing their jobs, losing their homes, losing their businesses due to this, this COVID pandemic scare. That is not being tracked as somebody who has the sniffles and goes to the hospital and they cram that thing to the back of their nose or their, to the front of their brain and then gives them a uh, false positive. Suddenly, those who counter or question science are suddenly considered flat earthers, uh, conspiracy theorists. Science should be able to stand on its own two legs. It should be, right? It should be indiscriminate fact. It should be just facts, fact and test validation that shows that that is what it is. But we don't have that. What we have in COVID is we've got pol- politicians relying on heads of state health who are being fed bad data from the CDC and NIH. I'll make no secret, I have no respect for Mr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. This man has been in the NIH since 1968 to present date. He's a guy that makes $417,000 a year plus, not including any private boards or, or bonuses that he's paid. He makes more than the president. Think about that. Here's a man that's running this shit show who's the cause of it based upon partnering with the Chicoms who released it. We, we don't know f- for sure, but that's where we believe it originated from or, or was let loose. But one of the things we're going to do in this program is we're not going to, we're not going to sugarcoat anything. We don't want to um, smear anybody, but responsibility lies at the top on this. So let's dig in a little bit more. All righty. So we covered Mangalay. We covered the beginnings of dark science. COVID research began at UNC Chapel Hill between 2009 to 2014. 2015 is when they published the journals. We do know that the Chinese back doctor, Sheng Lei uh, Li, was present. That's the Chinese virologist. She goes around and she studies uh, the nastiest thing she could find that bats emanate and uh, takes it and they design uh, new strains of, of uh, harmful substances. What's unique in COVID is that many scientists who became aware of those tests immediately began to question the concerns. And UNC Chapel Hill, that area around that, that college that's in North Carolina, is a large population zone and no that's a level three lab there's various levels of security and uh, safety requirements to uh, test such harmful harmful uh, substances that, that are a great risk 
I almost forgot to bring this point up, but this ties into why I feel the way I do and why that you should be concerned as well. Everybody remembers the big brush fires out in California. California seems to attract the crazies. These are people who go out and, 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 and light these. They're arsonists. They go out and start these fires. Well, the thing with fire is that it burns up, causes tremendous damage, especially when they have the Santa Ana winds, and it just burns everything in its path. It killed multiple people, cost billions of dollars in damages, and if they could find somebody that they saw that started the fire, he gets charged. COVID is a biological brush fire. It's a weaponized biological brush fire, and right now, the ringleaders are sitting there trying to run the, the safety stuff for the United States. It's a complete joke. Why would you allow the person who led the charge to partner with the CHICOMs try to run the rescue operation? It's like the arsonist that returns to the scene of the crime or the, uh, the killer uh, runs back to the crime scene to be a big help to the cops because he's gloating over his involvement in it and they'll never catch him. I kind of think that's the way these dark science types work. See, let's dig into where the funding comes so these these scientific experiments always stem from something somebody wants some kind of data somebody wants some kind of project and what they do is they create grants and they farm this out and make the announcement hey we're looking for we're looking for proposals on xyz to uh, study this material and test this material and again, if you're listening, you were down at UNC Chapel Hill during this time, or you know about uh, how these science lab tests work, how the grant funding works, um, what type of documents they file with government agencies to get their export licenses. That's kind of my background, but I'd love to hear more from your side if you know of anybody involved in the creation of COVID who's willing to talk. We'd love to bring them on. This is a huge crime against humanity that uh, many of the... Uh, initial partners in this are trying to keep quiet and blame it all on China, which shares great responsibility, but this state, this country does not have clean hands. So anyway, so what they do back to how these projects start, it could be the DOD says, Hey, you know, we're really looking for, for something uh, to cause more harm, or we'd love to know how to treat uh, this against this with these various agents. Well, with the COVID because it was funded from multiple uh, entities, there's no telling what was the original uh, desire or who the end customer was for this. But understand the way the funding process works. So that you get a grant, you get milestones you have to achieve. And at the end of the day, the government's paying these entities to study this material, to put these resources forward. The schools, the universities, are have uh, people that will use this for their their future work the universities get to lay claim to this uh to the the end product basically or the patentability and all the information which rewards the the departments gives them something to crow about and try to attract more uh science students or uh, uh people like that to the university that's why you saw the release of the article in 2015 Right after that and during that, remember there's there's talk of uh, there's some things there where Fauci's mentioning, oh boy, uh, in the future we sure don't want to face a, a a release of this type agent. And then even Ted uh, Bill Gates is on the TED Talks talking about it, even showing a picture of what that viral uh, virus looks like or or a drawing of it. Dark science types 
the same in any other corrupted uh, uh, people that are involved in police work, whatever it is, government agency stuff, even the typical things. They love to tell you, because they're narcissists, they love to tell you what they're going to do to you in advance. It makes them feel powerful. See, it's all about power, power, money, and prestige. So anyway, with the COVID tests, UNC Chapel Hill is, is uh, picked to lead this. They've got several doctors down there. We'll, we'll uh, be talking about them a bit more in detail. But anyway, know that they're being paid by the U.S. government and through these grant funds to study this material. Somebody in the Obama uh, administration, whether it's Fauci or whoever, this is one of the, some of the information we'd love to know more about. But at some point in time, somebody in our government before these tests are conducted says, hey, Let's bring China in, and we can bring China in this too, and they'll split the funding. Think about that. Communism is an enemy of our constitutional republic. They're diametrically opposed. China's always feigned that they were an open market, open country, but they're run by an elite group of communists who have total control over the people. Ever since Kissinger, though, they've always idolized and set up programs with China. I will cover this later on in future episodes, but China's the test bed for many different things. All those technology exports from Silicon Valley have been used to stifle the Chinese people's access to free, uncensored information. That's not by accident. A lot of big tech Silicon Valley types were able to export that during the Obama years, of course. To censor the people. But meanwhile, back to the Obama Bidens, they were part of this during this administration, not saying they were in the lab, but saying there was knowledge of the partnership effort. Now, to bring the Chinese, communist Chinese government here to the United States to conduct a level four test at a level three lab should be alarming in its own right. How did the Joint Chiefs of Staff miss that one? How did anybody at DDTC, who has an intellect above 10, not communicate concern of teaching what they did at, at UNC Chapel Hill or, or the people involved? They spliced in a VAT virus into the MERS SARS strain, something that would never occur in a natural environment. And that's not my words. That's quoted from an article of a leading scientist who questioned that and said, why would you take and create this chimeric virus that would never occur in a natural state? But the greatest risk here, and this plays into ultimately where we're going, is who decided to bring in an enemy, although we're trading with them, an enemy who seeks dominance. Why would we teach them how to create noxious, toxic, toxic biological substances that they could use on the United States. Look where we're at today, people. Whether we can conclusively prove that somebody nefariously released a substance at Wuhan doesn't have to be proven. There is a whole slew of data relating to lab accidents, both U.S. and outside the country. It happens almost every day. Many of us have too much faith in the scientific and medical systems to not think that humans are involved. Anytime, there's one story, and I'll tell you, this is the frighteningest part about it all. And I, yes, I make up my own words, just bear with me here. 
of, of a story at one particular lab where the decontamination showers uh, and the uh, lockout room, the door wasn't shutting properly and allowing air to uh, escape. They described in the, the way they dealt with it, they had a person lean their body against the door while the other person was decontaminating. Oh, my gosh. I mean, can you imagine? And a lot of these places are near high population centers. I, I laugh because I'm, I'm incredulous at, uh, it's not a real laugh, but I, I'm just amazed, and especially today's COVID era, where you'll see medical people walking around in the scrubs they've been at the hospital wearing, getting lunch but wanting people to wear a mask. Um, excuse me, don't you like have uh, virus and bacterial particulates all over your scrubs? You're walking around and outside the hospital. You should have decontaminated in a way or wore some other different things. I only say that to bring it up the, the, the hypocrisy of some of these measures of the COVID lockdown. The biggest thing is wear a mask. People, you've seen them. You might even be one yourself. You're wearing the same dirty mask, same little paper dirty mask or cloth mask that your daughter made or son made, and kudos to them for making it, but it doesn't work. You're rebreathing harmful bacteria that's building up in your mask. Right now, they're saying there's a, a major increase in bronchial infections as a result. Or they, they're not, they don't want to tie it into the mask wearing, but that's what, it's, that's what it's from. And a few smarter people out there had predicted that was going to be the, uh, the offset, would be more bronchial infections from people wearing masks. They've even demanding that people, uh, kids playing sports wear them while they're running up and down the field. It's lunacy. When you consider the size of a viral particulate and you're trying to stop it with a little flimsy paper mask or, or a cloth mask, it doesn't work. But yet, notice what's happening. People are wanting you to wear the mask because they're wearing the mask and it shows we're all in this together. We're not in this together. We are not in this together. Whoever designed this particular COVID strain, Fauci and your team, you need to be held accountable. There should be charges. Should have been a huge investigation. I also question, why has Trump not called out Biden on the campaign trail for being the administration in charge when the U.S. partnered with China to create this terrible substance? It's documented, people. I'm not making this up. Go look. I'll, I'll even post these things if I've already, as I've already done on LinkedIn and other, other, uh, other sites before I was censored. It's documented. It's in the medical journals. You'll, you'll have these people, these bots that will rush in and say, oh, that's completely false. No, it's not. There's a whole team that was there working on this stuff. So where am I going with this? Well, of course, we want to discover more. We want to bring out the facts to you. There's been a number of good articles uh, created, both from the Gulf Journal, or sorry, the Gulf News is a good one, among numerous other sources. But we're going to bring out a few facts. So the, the COVID, back to the COVID timeline. So COVID timeline was, uh, was thought to have originated between 2009 and 2014. After several scientists hearing about what they were doing at the lab, again, let me jump to this part. I'm sorry to jump around on you, but these various labs have, very, have uh, level ratings that you couldn't do certain tests in one lab that wasn't rated for it. Well, the gain-of-function test, and I'll get to that definition in a minute, requires a level four lab. UNC Chapel Hill's level three. Let that one sink in. 
Think of the danger to that population around that school if something bad had happened or there, there had been a leak of the materials they were creating at, at, at the lab. It could have been catastrophic. 2014, after the bunch of scientists start complaining and it starts getting uh, uh, um, being written about in numerous scientific publications, the United States government, Obama's, to his credit, put a moratorium. A moratorium means shut down this type of, of testing until they could confirm that they were doing things correctly, protocols were being fo- followed, et cetera, et cetera. However, the same person that crafted the moratorium put in verbiage that grandfathered in projects that were already occurring. Thus, COVID was grandfathered in and allowed to continue, except it was then moved to Wuhan along with $3.7 million uh, in U.S. taxpayer money to pay the Chinese to come up with this bad substance. There you go with this dark science. Who in their right minds, this would have never really happened in World War II, we would have never worked with the Nazis to give them the same dangerous stuff to use against us. Why did, who came up with the idea to give the Chicoms this partnership and co-create this? Anyway, this is part of the death science cult. For as, for as you look at how you think we've advanced beyond certain years or decades past, know that the, the, the nature of man has not changed. You can change the technology, but the spirit of that man will not change. If he's good or if he's evil, there are certain truths that stay the same. So anyway, they put a moratorium on the test. <clears throat> it was then moved to Wuhan. Um, one of the few, uh, two of the top bigwigs down there, and I can't really pronounce the last name, so forgive me. And again, we're not saying anybody um, uh, on the team uh, had nefarious intentions at this time. We're not. We're not saying they're they're bad guys. We're just talking about what's open source information, and then what should be looked at due to the release. But there were two individuals that are leading the charge, and they're listed in the uh, testing journals. You got a Vinit Manakri. And then you also have the big wig down there at uh, UNC Chapel Hill and still to this day, uh, Ralph Barrick, uh, among numerous others. And then you also had the, uh, the bat lady, Zeng Li, Li Shi. Uh, she was present on site. You have heard numerous statements from the U.S. government denying and using media, media mouthpieces to tell you that what you know is not true. They uh, wanted to say that, uh, no, COVID didn't originate in the United States. It, it, it only originated in uh, China, and that is false, absolutely false. Remember the Benghazi lies from the government? Oh, it was about a movie the, the, the Muslims didn't like. More false things to turn you away from the truth. That's part of the damage control. <clears throat> Excuse me. That happens in a lot of these instances. We have to ask questions. We've had a biological weapon released on the globe. Luckily, it's failed most in most instances, and then in some it's been very effective with the elderly, which has been a, it's a crime. To call this COVID thing anything else than a crime and a conspiracy to commit a crime needs to occur. 
people like Como should face, should face justice for throwing in infected people in nursing homes. Those who created this should be called, there should be Senate hearings right now. But again, today's date, and I should have said this earlier in the podcast, is January 26th, 2021. And we can't even rely on courts for justice these days, then alone our own uh, elect. We're in, a, we're in dire straits. But this whole deal with this COVID thing really reeks. The more you dig into it, the more it stinks. And the more that you can see how this stuff continues to um, perpetuate itself. Back to that funding thing. So the universities get funds <clears throat> to uh, study it, to create it. Then they get the credit for it. The doctors go around doing speaking tours on what they've done, what they did. You can see some of that happened as a result after they did this with the test journals. Or sorry, the test result journals. That's what I call those things. And then, lo and behold... There's now that a uh, university now leading the charge with the vaccine. So you might think right now, as, as you're hearing me talk, well, what's the harm? The harm is there is a death science, dark science effort to go out throughout this world, find the nastiest biological substances they can. And it's a race. It's a race for the money to take that, replicate it. Then that term gain of function, that's basically the, the uh, testing to increase the spread of infection rates. Okay, that's a, military, a term typically used for military type use of a biological agent, gain of function. They want to test it for increased rates of spread. That way, if you dropped it on a city, uh, you know that it spreads X amount uh, uh, of speed. So within X date, the infection rates could be uh, projected to um, uh, see how far out they go. But what happens with this now, this is a self-licking ice cream cone. If you haven't heard that term before, think about it. Think of a machine that would make the ice cream and keep keep eating it and keep making more ice cream, keep eating it. That's what these labs have become. Number one, they're infiltrated with Chinese agents. I've heard that from an informant. He told me that they are prevalent and have been in these eight in these uh, university labs so we've got chinese students there how quickly does a chinese student become a uh, chai com soldier as soon as he goes back home right that's how soon again i'm not trying to vilify anybody but that is the reality if you're offended i don't give a shit you got to take the truth sometime so anyway back to back to how this works so now if you think about the nefarious ability to take these nasty stuff substances like they did with the SARS MERS and introducing bat virus to it. There was no problem at this time that there was any natural, uh, type substance that could have occurred through naturally occurring processes. They basically, and that was the cry from the other fellow scientists. You're creating a solution in search of a problem. They told, they mentioned about Fauci in this effort, you're creating a solution in search of a problem. But what it was is now you've got this big money fund and Trump played into this too because he wanted to try to help people because he was being fed a line of bullshit and uh, misled on several things that now we need a vaccine. And they started authorizing all this money. Folks, when you look at how deep pharma's into this stuff, it's sickening. Again, our, for our uh, trauma medicine and other things are fantastic. We need that. I'm not vilifying all medicine. I'm not vilifying all of pharma. But... 
when you have the ability to influence and pay for tests to create noxious substances, you're violating the very uh, tenets of the, uh, the healthcare system. First, do no harm. And then, in fact, they're, they're creating a race for this. So this is happening while we speak and while you go to bed at night, this race to create, create nastier virus, viral-type bioweapons is endless, and it continues. We found out through this COVID shutdown of everyday people suffering because of the overreactions, the bad information being given out. Uh, look at the Pennsylvania guy, the dude. He wants to be called a woman. Here's a guy that uh, uh, Biden has now appointed as the uh, health czar or whatever for the United States. Here's a guy who's so mentally unstable, he doesn't know what he wants to be as far as a man or a woman, but yet he's going to give us all health advice. I call bullshit on that. I will never accept information from somebody like that to guide my choices on health when his mental health is, is suffering, apparently, from my perspective. That's my opinion. As a public figure and somebody leading the way, a guy who like that has caused a lot of harm in his state as well as others, it doesn't have anything to do with what he wants to be. It's the fact he's not confident. He's not who he was born with. And then it, I look at that as being unstable. And here we are looking at these continuing shutdowns. People, this is a big, big mistake and a crime, this whole COVID deal. If the truth will ever be shown, the first thing to be examined was why did the United States partner with the Chinese communist government to give them the ability to introduce bat virus into other strains of infections? To me, that's a national security issue. There should be charges. There should be an investigation underway. We have had deaths throughout the world, but most notably in the United States. We've had governors and all kinds of politicians trying to play medical doctors. And then we've got the ringleader himself trying to dictate and tell people now, he seems to be telling us, wear two paper masks. What a dumbass. Here we are, eight months into this thing, and this guy's still in charge. It just defies logic to have the guy who put this deal together leading the charge to close it. Now we're being told, and think of this. So, uh, again, you're hearing, you're hearing facts from what I'm reporting from the articles. I'm throwing in my opinion on certain things. But I will tell you this. This COVID thing is the ultimate for tyrannical governments and narcissists because the Constitution doesn't say if you get sick, everything on the Constitution goes to hell and you don't have any more rights. It doesn't say that at all. It doesn't say in there, hey, if there's an illness, the governors can, can go uh, lock you in your house forever until they think it's safe. Or, as I like to say, until no one else dies, you got to stay home, which doesn't happen. There's a rate of attrition in human populations regardless of illness. A lot of the deaths that people call natural causes, some people just have a limited lifespan. God calls them home. It could happen to us tomorrow. So love those ones that you're with right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this here shortly so I don't uh, bore you too much, but we will get back in our next episode and dig deeper into this dark science and the dark money that follows it. But I want you to know a few things. I want you to test me on this. I want you to Google some of the uh, 
uh, experiments Dr. Mengele did. Look at the Japanese Unit 731. Even look at some of the uh, uh, the agencies, CIA agencies, uh, uh, things that have been uh, reported to have been unleashed on the American people. The LSD tests, um, all kinds of things. You cannot trust certain things just because somebody's wearing a white lab coat. I want you to look at the gain of function. Why is that important that this was this was confirmed a bioweapon? In fact, you can always tell who has the truth because the media makes the most efforts to silence them. There is an individual named Dr. Francis Boyle. He's still around today. He wrote the U.S. Bioterrorism uh, Act. Um, he's a lawyer. He's a professor, and he knows his stuff. That was in 1988, I believe. Anyway, Google Dr. Francis Boyle and listen to him speak. I don't have to know everything. I'll report on people who do. And I'm putting this open source information available to you while it's still out there and hasn't been pulled offline yet. But back to the story of COVID. What a great opportunity for tyrannical types to want to rule by emergency. And what is rule by emergency? Well, hell, hey, we have this uh, extremely bad illness. We're going to now do uh, uh, mail-in votes. We're going to have Secretary of State's. Uh, changing voting regulations due to the national pandemic. And now we're hearing that COVID, despite having a vaccine, may be around for a lot longer. We might need two or three vaccines. What a load of bullshit. What a load of bullshit. I talk with, I talk with my friends and I said, and here's the biggest thing. And I stole, I borrowed this, but it's the truth. Thankfully, COVID is survivable, 99.97 plus, whatever, you know, within a few points, right? Flu kills way more people. But here's the biggest thing. If you went and got that vaccine, you don't know what you put into your body. And let me ask you this. Why did you go get it? When the fact is, it's a 99.97% survivable. There's many over-the-counter vitamins, D3, quercetin, um, multivitamins, vitamin C, uh, several other things you should be taking daily anyway that can help improve your ability to survive even more stuff than just COVID. So how do you know if the vaccine's going to work? Is it going to raise their survivability rate from 99.97 to 99.98? Huh? Is that how you tell? Nobody's answering that. Nobody wants to address that. But they know that, that we should all stay home and wear masks and nobody should have a business and unless you're Walmart or the big corporations that they like to support, small businesses be damned. I tell you, people, at this point in time, stop wearing the mask. The only way the masks will stop being mandated is when you stop willfully wearing them. The masks do you no good, especially if you're healthy. If you're at risk... It's a different thing, and you really need to consider how you should be working to rebuild your health. I've seen some fat people out there try to look at me because I wasn't wearing a mask as I was as if I was hurting their health. Sorry about that. That's um, you're getting me straight edge. I'm not cover sugarcoating anything. Take care of your health. You're not guaranteed to live forever. So you have to promise to your family you're going to take care of yourself. Put the cigarettes down, stop drinking so much. And start taking good supplements that help your body. Your body are, our bodies are wonderfully made by our creator. Capable of withstanding many things. Why would you take some type of bastardized 
cocktail of fetal tissue, mercury, all kinds of crazy shit that they don't want to they don't want to tell you what's in it. But yet you need to take it and everybody should get it. Now, back to this point and then I'm going to close this episode. Think about the efforts now since COVID. They want you to have a vaccine card. Oh, really? I got to have a vaccine card, but you're going to open the border and let 11 million or, or how many million more people across the border without any vaccines? If vaccines worked, why are you worried about me? That's the second thing. And would you trust your health? Why would you trust your health to the government? I want you to Google something. If you think this government cares about you, why are we in so many wars? Why do they let, why, why do they do a lot of the stuff that they do? Why are our sons and daughters entangled in all these wars? But here's the bigger thing. Google Georgia Guidestones, Georgia Guidestones. This all plays in this dark science cult, climate or climate change cult plays into the one big thing that they want to do. It's all about population control. It's all about control. So when we look at this COVID thing and this present state we're at, suddenly more states are starting to open up stuff. We knew it was political and we knew the efforts with it were control and not health. It's an amazing time. It's an amazing time. These are good times though. I want to end the podcast on this note. Don't live in fear. Accept reality and accept fact, but don't live in fear. When you live in fear, You give power to the enemy. You give power. You take power from yourself and give it elsewhere. You can do nothing through fear except run, hide, or do nothing. And it won't help change the present situation. When you talk to people constructively and you accept or hear, you're able to discuss with people in a polite and nonviolent manner of important things. See, there's a two-camp theory. We're being played against each other. They're, they're putting these arguments in place to keep people from coming together. But really, there should be a huge criminal investigation into the conspiracy of the creation of COVID and its subsequent release. Our system has a way of protecting the elite against everyday schmoes like you and me. I have a saying that says the elite don't do time. You can see for Fast and Furious, nobody did time. You can see from the election fraud, nobody's done time yet. Nobody will. There's a huge cover thing that happens. That's a misuse of power. There's dark politicians, right? When I mean dark, I don't say melatonin. I mean spiritually dark. A lot of that. We saw that expressed uh, during the uh, the uh, attempt to uh, certify the election board uh, state elections. So anyway, we're going to jump more in depth into the dark science, dark money trail. We're going to dig deeper into where we are with COVID now, where we're going, and why you must resist, why you must live the best life you can. You must take off that mask. You must open your businesses now. You must go to church. You must go have friends, go to functions, and take care of your body. There's no telling based upon what we have had happen that they might not release or they might release more noxious substances. It's a reality. In the meantime, you need to live your life. You need to live it the best you can and love your loved ones and friends and neighbors. This is Dono from First Team America, Patriot Network. I hope you join us for our next podcast. We can be found on all major podcasting uh, applications or apps. 
And uh, you can also search for us online at First Team America, Patriot Network, by Patriots, for Patriots. From across the aisles and from all walks of life, we are First Team America. Till next time, and live your best life.